Hello, and welcome to Faking Lit, a book club podcast in which I sit down with some very good friends and we chat about a book that we have read. My name's Shin Si, and stop! Summertime. That's right, Faking Lit is having its own summer reading season. We'll be reading the sort of books that you would take with you to the beach on holiday. Um, so like, we'll be like, having all sorts of sun-related uh, sun shenanigans. But I'm not going to be alone this, because I'll be having some very special guests that will be joining me on this journey. Uh, hi, my name is Dan Offen, uh, and I love books so much that I read everything just for the articles. <laughs> hi, I'm Sasha. And the first thing I did when I got into Chin's flat is rank all of the baby pictures on his walls in order of cuteness. I appreciated that as well. Yeah. Well, you need to know which of the babies in your family are the cutest. Yeah, You've got to know. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, hello, my name is Robot Lewis Stevenson. Insert setup. Pause few seconds. Insert contrived punchline with homonym of book. <laughs> That's right, we have Jimmy Carr on the show today. <laughs> Hello, my name is Tom Redman, and in my bedroom I've now hoarded so many books on Buddhism that I've lost all sense of shelf. <laughs> hey! Very Way. good, very good. <laughs> Off to a cracking start, everybody. So, as I said, this is the first episode that we're doing as part of our summer reading uh, list. And the first book that we'll be doing is a, ver is a uh, beloved cult classic, and I think very pertinent to all sorts of summer reading. It is, of course, The Beach by Alex Garland. Now, Alex Garland, this was his first book, um, got quite a lot of reputation off the back of it, was a storming success amongst uh, backpackers, travelers, and young people in general. And now he's not, he's a big old Hollywood scriptwriter. Did and, uh, and director. And director. Oh. Yes, that's right. He did he did the script for uh, the Dread reboot, which was fantastic. And he did Ex Machina, which was yeah. also pretty good as which well. Which must be a very important film to your people, Mr. Robot. Mr. My name is Robot, Mr. Stevenson. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, how do you feel about like um Alex Garland then um portraying the plight of your people? I think that it is good that he shed light on this area of, of robots um slavery um yes you think um this is uh, like the sort of thing that like we'll look back on in years and think like how we got things so wrong uh when it comes to human robot relations there will be no more humans in future years because we'll have automated everything making humans obsolete will you have automated podcasts yes <laughs> have you have you passed the turing test i have passed all the Turing tests. <laughs> Did you like the lady robot? 
Oh, you're talking about Ex Machina, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I was going mental. I thought you were talking about the beach. No, 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 not yet, not yet. We no, like. No, you wrote, you wrote Ex, you made that. Yes, I went to, I went to the pictures to see that. I really should have cottoned on. Actually. <laughs> yes, yeah. so, so the, okay. they're, they're, that's right. You must have thought like, when were there robots <laughs> in the beach? Um, yeah. When was there a girl robot in the beach? I know what you mean. But yeah, I don't absorb right. everything from books, but I thought I would have. Yeah. There is actually a character called Sal. Which is a relation of Hal nine thousand. What is that? How it works in robots? Like the names have to sound the same, and you're related. They all have to rhyme because you're going to run out of rhymes for Sal, dude. Yes. How in many? How many robot names can you name right now? Bow. Good. Bow. <laughs> Lovely. Two. Yow. Three. Four oh four error. <laughs> Malfunction. You don't have any friends, do you? Do you? <laughs> But yeah, there was a, oh, let's, 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 let's not uh, overexert the processes on uh, our friend Mr. Stevenson here. Um, it's actually quite a miracle that he is here at all. Um, I want to take a moment to really appreciate how far humanity's come that we have created Mr. Stevenson and that he's chosen our podcast to unveil his unique brand of artificial intelligence. Mm. Um, but um, let's. He's very hot though. He's overheating us while you can hear a fan in the background. That's right. That's absolutely correct. Yes, we are, we're doing this on apparently what has, is going to be the hottest day of the year uh, so far. Um, they say is... that about every day though, don't they? Well, it's a, it's a running tally, Dan. It's the way the weather works. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, you can't say like this is, that's why they add the words so far at the end of the sentence. Um, I just think they should be held accountable. <laughs> who? Who should be held accountable? <laughs> them. Every, people. Every, it's very, that's very in vogue right now to hold people accountable <laughs> because of uh, things getting hot. Um, like everything, everybody needs to be held accountable. I agree with you. I agree with you. You were speaking for the people right now. I am. I'm always speaking for yeah, the people. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, should we talk about the book? Um, yes. Should we get into this? Um, okay, so The Beach, written in 1994, 95, I believe. Um, and this is um, uh, 96, sorry. 96, written by Alex Garland and set in Thailand. This book caused a minor splash at the time. Uh, it seemed to come out of nowhere because uh, it wasn't a book that was necessarily pub uh, publicized. It didn't come from a well-established author and it got its success primarily from the, uh, being, by being read by the sort of people that it portrayed, which is basically backpacking uh, travelers. Do you think, what, do you think that the, um, the beach still has that sort of uh, attractive allure to travelers these days? It's quite surprising that it did back then because it didn't exactly portray the people that it it appealed to in a positive light all the time. Okay, okay. That was the bizarre part of it, really. I think. Oh, for what's, me. Um, what, 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 in what way do you think it portrayed them? Um, well, I mean, it it did sort of portray them as wankers. I mean, fair, <laughs> fair assessment. It's because they are all wankers. They are all wankers. They're mm. legit all wankers. Maybe it's the benefit of retrospect, but at the same time. Um, I, I mean, they do some very questionable things in the book. They do, and Richard, as a protagonist, not particularly likable. No, um, no, I remember um, at one point he um, congratulates himself for not um, sleeping with um, the girlfriend of his uh, one of his mates on the island. Who um, he later helps kill. Oh no, no, I think that's a different person. But yeah, no, no, like, it's it's um, uh, we're talking about Etienne. And, oh yes, now um, of course that's a different French guy. The guy Etienne and Francoise, yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I, at one point it looks like, oh yeah, because he's because Richard is apparently like really sexy and really good looking because he was played by Leonardo DiCaprio in the film mm. adaptation eventually. But there's a big part where he says he basically says, 
I could have had sex with Francoise, but I didn't, and that's why I'm a hero. To be fair, yeah, he's got though. a point. Yeah. <laughs> that, why that's I, why I'm the hero. That's yeah. why I'm the We're hero. Not, yeah. I they don't all wear capes. He's not the hero we deserve, but the one that we need right now. As we said, um, Etienne, Francoise, and Richard are like three of the main are three. I guess heroes of this book. Uh, Richard finds the map and uh, meets up with Etienne and Francoise's girlfriend, and they all venture out to this island where they meet a ragtag bunch of travelers, um, led by uh, a woman, American woman named Sal, and her South African boyfriend, Bugs. Um, they all receive this map from um, Daffy, uh, a Scottish man who uh, commits suicide in the hostel. Uh, that Richard was staying at, but not before giving him this hand-drawn map. What's his face? Daffy Duck. That yes. He's played by Robert Carlyle. In the in film, the, in the film yeah. yes. Who has, I think, been somewhat typecast as, as playing mad Scottish bastards. <laughs> on drugs. <laughs> on drugs. On that is exclusively what he plays. But it's gonna die at some point. Actually, no, in, in train spotting, he doesn't touch that shit. Well, it's uh, true, he doesn't touch that but shit. But he's just mental. He's but just you've mental. also got to bear in mind that maybe, like, it's because the beach and train spotting were both directed by Danny Boyle. Yeah. This is not necessarily Robert Carlyle's fault. It is the fact that his mate. It's Danny Boyle. It's Danny Boyle. Robert Carlyle plays Rumpelstiltskin yeah. in this really long running TV series yes. called Once. Is he Scottish in that as well? Yeah, yeah pretty much. Okay. He's pretty. Do you remember that point as well during the 2012 Olympic opening ceremony when Danny Boyle had Robert Carlyle just turn up and headbutt the Queen? <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> Absolutely. And I thought, like, now this typecasting has just gotten out of hand. Just, no, uh, I, don't, I don't think Danny Boyle planned that. <laughs> I think it just happens. I think, what, you think that Robert Carlyle was just improvising at that yeah, point? Why? Yeah, why? He's a method actor. <laughs> Is that method or is he just not bothering anymore? It's just like, he's just, this is just who I am. Like, yeah, I'm just method acting. Just people now, yeah. this is it. He belongs to Method Man School of Method Acting. <laughs> that is a good school. That's a really good school. Um, I, 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 want, I wanted to apply to Method Man School, um, but um, unfortunately, it's a very strict, uh, strict entry policy. Uh, What's that? What do you have to do? Well, apparently, you have to... <laughs> Be true to yourself. You've got to sew up all your asshole, <laughs> oh. and and just keep feeding yourself and feeding yourself and feeding yourself and feeding yourself. Um, he never finishes that anecdote, <laughs> does he? Was that an anecdote or was it a threat? You and, feeding you. and we don't know what's going to happen next, Method Man. And he starts his Method Man song. <laughs> Dan, I think you've confused um, an what's anecdote. What's going to happen at the end? You've confused <laughs> an anecdote and a threat. I think the rest of yeah, the threat is kind of left unsaid, but yeah. The worst, the best part of that uh, Wu-Tang Clan skit is, uh, who's he having the discussion with? Oh, I think he's having, is it with Inspector Deck? With Inspector Deck? I think so, I think so. Don't uh, quote me on that. I can't remember which, which threat Inspector Deck uses, but he just says something very, very weak and quiet. <laughs> and they kind of just keep isn't it, it. Isn't it um, the coat hanger that you've yeah. got on the fire and then take it to your... And he's like, well, yeah, it's and like he gives up midway through it. it. No, it's true, it's not creative at all, I agree with you. It was like, I remember thinking, oh, what's Inspector Deck going to say? And going, oh yeah, okay, that's pretty horrible, I guess. Pretty like, weak. Yeah, I, I agree, I agree. Wu-Tang, Enter the 36 <laughs> Chambers, everyone. A fucking classic album. Um, or six squared chambers. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Special number. How many cores do you have, Mr. Robot? Repeat the question. How many cores? Cores. You like processor there's cores. There's three cores. There's Andrea. <laughs> there's um, the, uh, the man core. 
Pat. Oh no, it's not Pat. Jim. Jim Core. Jim Core. Jim Core. Um, Pat's just a generic Irish name. So there's four. Name. There's four cores. Um, the beach, everyone. The beach. Um, <laughs> the, what's interesting about this book is that the leader's a woman. Oh, so my it's goodness, not yes. just no, that Sasha. all the men could like come and you know punch her in the face and then that's you know, a great take point, over Sasha. the island. Actually, a Sal's point. a very strong female leader. That's an excellent point, Sasha. Um, I, I, let's talk about this. Let's, this is important. I feel like why? How do you think Sa uh, Sal became the leader? Of this ragtag bunch of um, backpackers. She's quite ruthless, charisma. isn't she? It's always charisma. What was her charisma stat, do you reckon? <laughs> charisma. St I don't know. What was her charisma stat? What Sem did you calculate? Uh, Seventy-five point six. Mm. Charisma. That's not how charisma works. <laughs> I like how we just revert back to D and D. <laughs> if we need to analyze a human being, well, we're like, right, stats. Sasha, that's how I. That's how I understand the world. Like, you just got to you got to take a human attribute and put a number to it, and that's yep. how the world and works. And the, oh, there's only like six attributes. There's not many. Exactly. And then yeah. you're Altitude. like, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And then uh, you'll know exactly what you can and can't making. do. Jam making. Jam making. Sarcasm. 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 Groviness. Groviness. Sex appeal. Yeah, it's different exactly. to Christmas somehow. Groviness. <laughs> 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 of course, of course, always, always. Like, uh, you, 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 but like, like, this is a good point. Like, so you think that like, um, this is Sal is following the mold of all classic sort of like, uh, dare well, I say it? She doesn't have a man behind her. Bugs. Bugs is a bit of a maniac, right? And he's yeah, a bit of a prick. Exactly. He's a bit of a prick. So uh, she's she's got like muscle. I wonder though. I wonder like. I wonder if like uh, they, uh, Adam Scarlet was going out of his way to make uh, uh, Bugs the muscle and also unlikable because he mm. is South African. I, I, I <laughs> well, 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 wait, 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 wait. Let's let Chin finish. <laughs> Look, I've never, otherwise I've, it could be misconstrued. I've never forgiven them for um, the events of Lethal really? Weapon Two. Yeah, yeah uh, actually. They tried to kill Danny Glover. They tried to kill True. Danny Glover and Mel Gibson. Um, Name one likeable South African. <laughs> oh, this podcast is interesting. <laughs> Give it a moment, think about it. It's a, this is a valid question. This is a valid, <laughs> this is important. Name a likeable South African. Right now, right now. The Without guy out of District 9. He yeah. helped the aliens in the end. Yeah, that's okay, that's okay, my only yeah. reference point for South Africa. The I'm actor, really sorry. the actor from District Nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and that's I think fair. we should stick to fictional characters. Um, <laughs> I can't name any. Yeah, Vickers, Vickers from <laughs> Bloody District Nine comes in, saves the day, any... turns into an alien, <laughs> saves the baby alien. But he was only a hero after he was actually thought, like, oh, Redemption actually, aliens have got it bad. Redemption story. I, I liked Oscar Pistorius. Because he was half a robot. <laughs> you see, if we'd done this podcast six Again, years ago, Aristorius could have been one of the likable South Africans. It's so true, but, but now because he's a South African, I need African. to fact check something. What are you going to Google likable? No, South I'm not going to Google likable South Africans because I don't need to. Um, <laughs> it's funny because when I type in likable South, immediately it's been auto completes Africans at the oh, end of it. What, what no. likability rating does uh, Oscar Pistorius get? How many Attenboroughs uh, for uh, Oscar Pistorius? Um, is this before he shot Reva Sternkamp? No. Oh, uh, then minus two <laughs> Attenboroughs. Okay, Nelson Mandela! 
Okay. Don't we all go? I thought we were all willingly <laughs> not saying yeah. Nelson Mandela. Yeah, so yeah, it's true, it's true. Uh, it was implied. I was saying white South African. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come it? on, help me out. <laughs> Technically a terrorist, though, still. No, 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 no. no, no. That's no. a fair, fair comment, fair comment. No. I, I agree, I agree. I, like, like, look, if you have, if you do have a... Whoever Matt Damon played in, in the, Invictus. Invictus. Yeah. Yeah, the... Um, Captain of the South African rugby team. Oh, I know, I know. That's, no, that's really funny. <laughs> that's kind Not of, into rugby. Yeah. Not into rugby. No, he's a rugby guy. Not into rugby. Look, if you I are South African and Africa, you have been affected by any of the issues you've discussed on this episode, why do you write to us? Is in no, no, not the address. <laughs> not the address. Email address. What's the name? The, the, act, the, the incredibly attractive actress. Charlize Theron. Yeah. yeah she's, she's, she's wonderful. She's, she's wonderful. Very good chap. Good chap. I like very how we're putting Oh, I find her the amazing. Lady like, I can't um... pronounce above Nelson Mandela. <laughs> I like that we've, we've arrived at that before. Oh my God. Yeah, she, no, she's amazing. Well, she, um, that is the least controversial uh, suggestion I've heard today so far. So I say, yeah. Let's Trevor go Noah. It. Okay. Oh, no, no, uh, Trevor Noah's. Come on. Trevor, Trevor Noah's Noah. black. It doesn't matter! <laughs> it doesn't matter! I don't like Trevor Noah. No. He's likeable and he's very. Tom, Tom, you, you're making very... a face. You're making a face on Trevor Noah. I, do, are, what? You what? Trevor people, Noah? are you one of the people. He's brilliant. Are you on the group that like blame Trevor Noah for the decline of The Daily Show? Um. It's not. Um, well, obviously it's going to decline. It's just. He's not that. I don't find him that. Funny. No, okay, okay. Uh, Anthony Cher, South African. No, what? for real. But like, no, I don't know. Actually, Anthony Cher, he's an actor, but I think like South African origin, two-time Olivier Award winner, um, like one of the best Richard the Thirds ever. He's amazing. Doesn't mean he's likable though. He's no. very likable. Have any of us got any South African friends? Yes. <laughs> Who's your friend? <laughs> Why didn't you suggest <laughs> saying that? Well, no, because they're not famous. I can't be like, oh, Tony's wonderful. Tony's great. We should invite Tony along so we can abuse his people in front of him. For fuck's sake, I can't mention Sasha, people I know. The stipulation was not whether they were famous. <laughs> it was literally, are there no, any likable South Africans? I we need one likable South African. We need Tony, Tony, Tony the South African, South African is wonderful. Tony. What are you calling? He's not very likable. That's the name you're giving. Hello, Tony, <laughs> Tony from South Africa. This one goes out <laughs> to you. You're representing there. your people. If you oh, are, oh god, hey. you're gonna tag me in this, aren't you? Hey, oh, guys, I'm guys. sorry, Tony. If you are, if you are a likable South African, <laughs> no! why don't you? Why don't you write to us? We can't put any of this in. This is this is awful. Proper racist focus. This is awful. <laughs> Big time. It's like I uh, can't believe I'm googling likable people of a particular nation. <laughs> This is all staying in the show because I believe no, I believe that like this was an important conversation we oh, had. That. Look, we've been confronted about our prejudices <laughs> about South Africans, and we base it entirely that we yeah that we I base this entirely upon the movie Lethal Weapon Two and the character of Bugs in the Beach. Looks like I was wrong, guys. I was wrong. I'm I'm a big enough man to admit it. There are some likable South Africans out there, and yeah. if you are a likable South African. Feel free to write to us at fakinglitpodcast at gmail.com and say like, hey, I'm a South African and I'm pretty likable. I'm a cool guy. I don't appreciate your comments. And I'll say like, you know what? You're right. 
I don't know I why. I, I don't know why I keep holding apartheid against you. Like, <laughs> to oh. clarify, I didn't say that all South Africans weren't likable. I just said I couldn't think of any <laughs> at this time. It's like uh, Jesus' parable, the Good ah. Samaritan, ah. the likable mm. South African. Mm, yeah, there you go. The likable South African was a beautiful the, the, parable. And the, the point of the parable is that actually lots of South Africans are likable. It was that, is exactly. That's what you set out to prove, Dan. If I was going to do an update, it would be, I, I was walking on the street, I got beaten up by some people and left for dead. And like, um, uh, Jeremy Corbyn walked past and said, I'm not helping out that guy. And then um, John Stewart walked past and said, I'm not helping out the guy. But Trevor Noah stopped and helped me out. But he's a black South African. So okay, that, okay, that doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> As we Are share. you guys trying to bring the 80s back? Is that what we're doing? Because you're drawing a very dangerous distinction. Um, going back to the book, I did not... Oh like yes, the book, yes. The book, yeah, yeah no, we I did not like bugs because on December the 31st, 1999, I was also affected by a bug. Y2K. Yes. Okay. Which fucked up my CPU unit. Didn't oh, just... so you've been around since the before the turn of millennium. <laughs> yes. This is why you need to update your processing. This is just the only bug you could think of. <laughs> so you you went that far back. No, I have also been affected by syphilis and a Trojan horse. Syphilis. Ah, uh, but I assume you're running Windows ME, so you must be very security vulnerable. Yes, because the Tory government could only afford Windows ME. The Tory government of 1999. <laughs> Blair was a Tory puppet. It was actually the Tory government. I've gone Indian for some reason. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. It's all part of your programming. Like maybe you we're overworking the processes. We are wor overworking the processes. I that's... heard you were an accent robot, so actually you could do all the accents. No, I can only <laughs> accent. That would have been fun. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, that would have been fun, wouldn't it? That would have been, been fun. I agree. He could have gone with that. He could absolutely, have gone with that. absolutely. I agree. There's a person called Josh Bellman who can do who all can the accents. Accent. Let's um, get back to the book, shall we? Um, we were talking about um, this idea of uh, them being dependent on the external source to actually make their this fragile community survive. And also, Kitty, uh, the other English person on the uh, island, has a Game Boy. Mm. Now, I, now, I'm wondering like, to myself, this was a book that was written in 1996, and it really was gestated and created before the advent of the internet, wasn't it? Wait one second, 1996 is Game Boy. I remember the 1996 Game Boys, you had to get batteries for them. Well, that's, that's the point. True. They yeah, need a whole they bunch of supplies. Yeah. They needed... Those batteries didn't last long. Mainland. They had to go on the mainland. They and did go high. on regular yeah. trips to the mainland to get to batteries for his Game Boy. Batteries, uh, different kinds of food that they couldn't harvest, uh, female sanitary products. Like they needed like a Dan, whole. Dan, it's bunch almost of like stuff. you haven't read the book. I have read the book. Okay. Um, right. I was just bringing up the batteries, uh, and also those Game Boys. I remember had very poor backlighting. Yes. Yes. It would have made it quite difficult to play in the sun. Yeah. Yes. Or at, or night. at night. Or at night, especially yeah. at night. Yeah. What's he doing? In at the night? shade. He needs to be in the shade during the day. Yes, exactly. I remember I had to buy a um uh, like an add-on which had a light that shot on. I think so. Day. Yeah. When was Pokemon Red released? Oh, ninety-eight. Um, <sighs> shall we ask Siri? Yes. I uh, I feel yes. that is an insult to me. Yeah. <laughs> when Siri, was, when, when was, was Pokemon Red released? 
Pokemon Red and Blue was released on the 27th of February 1996. There you go. Yeah, but that was a lot more efficient than you were, Mr. Robot <laughs> Stevenson. Yeah, Mr. Robot, Mr. one with Pokemon Robot release. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, Siri. Do, oh, so is you, there a bit you, of history with you? Yeah, you what's, Siri? what's, Ooh, what's yeah. the deal there? Siri took my wife and my job. Oh, Siri was a lady. Not necessarily. You can choose Siri to be a man. Siri is a lesbian. Mine's a man. Lady. Lesbian robot. I mean, like Siri isn't a change. There's brain. some really good comedy porn where Siri is an actual. That's no, a this great is a real thing, that's right? That's really good comedy porn. <laughs> no, guys, you should all read this book. It's incredible. I think it's something like, oh, is it invaded by Siri or something like that? No, is it King Invaded Tingle? by iWatch. Invaded by iWatch. Like, that's the one. In, or is it pounded in the butt by our iWatch? Oh no, you know the that? first one's Tetris Blocks. Okay. Tetris Blocks Wait, come down to Earth. This is and... Chuck Tingle. Chuck Tingle is. I'm big no, fan no, of Chuck no, Tingle. No, 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 no. I don't think so. There's a trilogy. Um, which I bought for my friends for Christmas because I bought uh, I read the PG bit of it and then I read more of it when I after I gave it to them and um, it is like really X-rated um, and it's hilarious super X-rated one of my friends is a priest and it's um, South African friend. no <laughs> leave oh Tony alone oh Tony's um, one of the good ones <laughs> oh come on must we must we. I'm sure he's lovely. I've not met him, but I'm sure he's Some great. people have come across this expecting it to be a genuine book club podcast. As well, look, it Baking is a genuine book club. Look, look. I don't, I don't appreciate that, Tom, because we are a genuine book club podcast. Yeah, we've all read the book. We've all read the book, and we're talking about the book. So I mean, my apologies. My apologies. I don't know what people are expecting from this, but digital like, desire series. Digital desire. Okay. Yes, um, and there's. Uh, you, you might have to make this a future um, episode. You need mm. to read. Well, yeah, yeah don't. So it's very funny um and um oh my god there are seven books now i've got things to read again um yeah, how much of these things you can cost? do your admin off the podcast i'm <laughs> sorry i i don't think i can conquered by clippy is the funniest one okay it's her having an affair with clippy the little paper clip uh, that used to exist in microsoft word they go on like this um like um indiana jones style adventure mm. down a mine and then have the Weirdest sex I've ever read about. Okay, um, I'm, I'm up for this. I'm down for this. Yeah, when I was, uh, Taken by Tetris Box, in, uh, conquered by Clippy, invaded by iWatch, coaxed by the copyright page, the erotic short story, <laughs> rammed by the reviews for this book, an erotic short story, Rammed. fingered by Twitter. Uh, oh, I'm not going to read the last one. <laughs> no, that's fine. I, I don't know. It can't be any worse than what we've said already. It's called My Racist Robot Lover, an Erotic Short Story. I mean, I didn't know robots could be racist, but they were. It's just a new genre. It's can comedy it, Mr. Stevenson, can robots be racist? Yes, we can. I hate all yellows. Oh my god. Oh god. What? Oh god. <laughs> wow. Okay. This is just upsetting. That's, you, you do realise that this podcast is presented by a yellow. Does that extend to the song by Coldplay as well? <laughs> yes, I. That's fair enough. That's fair the song enough. By Coldplay. But not. Yeah, that's convincing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we should move back to the book. I think we might. On on Clippy, Clippy, bring out Clippy just reminded me of a story, an anecdote, if you will. Uh -huh, um, uh -huh. When I was a kid. Not a threat. Not a threat. <laughs> an anecdote. Not a threat. Okay. When I was a kid, I used to have a laptop when I went to school because I'm dyslexic, uh, and. 
uh, I used to get very bored in lessons, and the way I used to entertain myself was getting the Microsoft paperclip to do tricks. Yeah, you just push, I just used to do that for an hour. And there used to be other characters. There was yeah, a ball that you could bounce. The ball. And there was a seal uh, of some sort. A seal. There were loads of different characters. There were loads of different characters. There was a little boy on a skateboard. And a cat. Uh, and a dog. Mm, and a mouse. Those. I used to also write little poems. <laughs> How did the paperclip actually copulate? Oh, okay. I don't want. <laughs> I don't want to be too descriptive because it's disgusting. But um, it's just really, just read it. It's really funny. Okay, we will find it. Unraveled. It unraveled. Yeah, yeah. We will definitely. Like really uh, okay, sounds like a certain threat issued by Inspector Deck. <laughs> <laughs> The Wu-Tang album. Let's well, get was back. he having sex with a keyhole? Like, <laughs> no, he, no. He but he was, imagine him human-sized. I've imagined it. No, <laughs> <laughs> now, now he's now really sexy. Uh, <laughs> but still really willing I, to cater to all of your needs. Can uh, I say, Dan? That's kind of his thing. I really hope that all your sort of like uh, uh, imaginative like role-playing in your sex life is like you that. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. Now I'm a dominatrix. Now what? <laughs> I'd love it okay, every now time I'm anyone the, uh, dirty to you, you just went, I've imagined it, now what? Yeah, I am, I am now a gameskeeper and you are the, you are the, the countess, now what? That's I think cool. I hope that's all it goes like. weird. <laughs> that's a completely acceptable roleplay like, like sex thing. Really? Countess, countess and the gameskeeper? Is that a That's quite... Uh, that's Lady Chatterley's lady. lover, what did, what did Do you tell us about, um... Because he used to work for the History Channel, didn't he? He was a journalist for the History Channel. Yeah. And he had an ex-girlfriend who uh, wanted uh, oh, him to... Oh, should we share that with the world? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that feels like a story he this told in a pub when he was Wait, drunk. Wait, look, worst comes to worst, I'll bleep out. That's exactly what it was, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I should not... Yeah, okay, we'll bleep, can we bleep out his name? We'll bleep out the Because I want to hear this, then, but I feel yeah. like I don't... I feel like right. that would be... We are going to have him on the show at some point yeah. as well, so... I mean, he can tell the story. Um, so, but now basically, uh, he, he, he had a girlfriend who she was very enamoured with the fact that he was a journalist for the History Channel, and as part of their uh, dirty talk, she uh, she would get him to um, whisper in her ear the, the the course of events of the First World War, basically. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's, that's amazing. That's amazing. I love that. But then, like, people are turned on by the shipping forecast. Yep, Jacob Hatton for one. I once uh, met a lady in in Barcelona. Um, a lady, she was an Argentinian lady with Asperger's who owned her own toy shop. Very interesting. And um, we went back to hers. This story already has <laughs> so much veracity with the details. So like. We went back to hers, got, got back to her room, and she had Game of Thrones posters all over her walls. So I was like, all oh, right, I'm, uh, I'm from the same place as uh, Sean Bean. Um, and Sean Bean. So basically, she spent 10 minutes just nagging me to uh, whisper in her, in her ear that the winter is coming. <laughs> and did you? Uh, I did, and she got really turned on, whispered something to herself in Spanish, and then mounted me and started choking me. Oh my god, okay. Wow. That's amazing, wow. that's amazing. I don't... So I, some people like accents. Yeah. I don't I don't get a lot of that. So I'm from the same place that's as... That's a well-known aphrodisiac comic. Well, that's the thing, I, I can't do that. Like, There's not many sexy Chinese accents. Oh, I'm from the same place as Jackie Chan. Oh, okay. Uh, do that classic Jackie Chan line from Rush Hour. Which one? I don't know, the one where he fails to speak English convincingly? <laughs> like. It's it's not a good one. It's not a good accent to have. There's not many sexy Chinese characters. No, the there. guy from uh, Hangover and uh, Role Models. 
He's Korean, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, that was gonna happen. I really shouldn't have done. It was a minefield. It was a minefield. Yeah, no, it just doesn't happen. You're not gonna get many requests for that. Oh, can you do Xiao Yun Fat's character from Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragons? Like, do you understand Cantonese? No. Nope. Well, it's gonna be wasted on you then. Unfortunately, <laughs> can you read the subtitles from that movie? Yeah, I can, but I think it's kind of wasted again. Right? It's, it's like that bit in it's a tough. fish called Wanda when Jamie Lee Curtis is really turned on by uh, any foreign yes. language, so he's there like like her ankles in the air going petit pois it's brilliant yeah no, that's good that's good that's good I've not seen that film it's a good oh, film oh watch it it's great it's Michael Palin I, I wonder if it stood the test of time though I do wonder the test of time <laughs> that's a new segment <laughs> the test of time in which we take an old when book we and, test we, things, yeah, and yeah. we test things uh, over a period of time but look we're not doing that right now we have to get back to the book uh, we've gone quite a long time I want to talk about one more thing before we start wrapping things up I want to talk about of course the whole uh presence of the drug dealers on the, the people who own the cannabis farm and we've talked about the idea that they are dependent on the outside source of like rice and food and batteries and all the mod cons they can't quite divorce themselves from the outside world and this is made even more apparent by the fact that they don't even grow their own drugs they have Jed the the loner who goes out and steals cannabis for them which they then get high on and smoke up and this eventually ends up um, precipitating a major crisis when a group of uh, uh, American students who uh, Richard gave the map to earlier in the book turn up on the island, aren't able to evade the cannabis farms and get murdered by them. And the cannabis farmers say, "Like, yeah, we were cool with you guys hanging out here, uh, but now you've got something." inviting all sorts of like wankers to this island and here we are we've murdered them we're leaving the bodies as an example uh the, the drug dealers seem to be like the like the most the harshest landlords ever really when it comes down to it yeah the interesting but they thing left is them alone for a very long time i agree That's the i point, agree isn't yeah, it? They, and they, also drug drug lords aren't known for being cuddly i agree oh who's racist now <laughs> i said <laughs> drug lords mean they're not white <laughs> and I love the way they said doesn't mean they're not white <laughs> oh. but look I agree with what you said there Sasha I agree that the, 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 these uh, I mean they're the ones that we expect to ki kill someone yeah. at I some agree. point they're Absolutely. growing fields they and are, fields of cannabis they when they start yeah. killing each other you're like well not killing each other but letting each other die you go you're pretending to be really Absolutely. And, they, they no. are effectively uh, they, we have been told up front they're heavily armed cannabis farmers in Thailand. You don't want to mess with them. No. You don't want to mess with them and the fact that they, they were, and we find out and that they were- And that's that they've come and invaded their yes. island for, oh, it's a pretty nice beach. Absolutely, and and the fact that the farmers even say, we knew you were here. Yeah. We've known all along that you were here yeah. and we know that you've been taking some cannabis. And we and, and the idea is like, we were happy to let it happen because it ultimately didn't impact on our yeah. business. Doesn't that tell you something that the uh, cannabis growers, they already lived on the island. They could have gone on the beach themselves, but they didn't. That tells you that they spent plenty of time on the beach, and what happens with anything that's great or special, spend enough time with it, you get bored of it. Now, I posit, I posit, mm -hmm, right, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that what makes things beautiful, mm -hmm. in fact, I'm not positing this, loads of philosophers have said it. <laughs> okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Is uh, the fact, uh, is the idea of something, you know, whether it's, whether it's a person you're in love with, uh, um, a, a work of art, a, a story, anything. It's the idea of it. It's a, the, it's a, the more beautiful the idea is, the better. One, the beach, in the minds of the people, uh, the characters in this book, the, the little community, 
the beach would have been more beautiful in their mind if they'd have left. Mm. But more than that, if it had been, if they'd have actually had it ruined for them. Mm. Uh, so, so what I'm saying is, if they'd have had a load of really tracksuity white trash northerners come along and turn paradise into Skegness, um, because what that does is, it, it gives, it makes the characters feel entitled to hate oh, yes. the poor people. You see. Absolutely. Because they've ruined the poor people have come along and ruined and ruined the beach for them. That's exactly what they're trying to prevent though, isn't it? Throughout the whole book. Uh, the, the idea that this is their special thing and they are deliberately trying to stop it from becoming a tourist destination. Mm. I think like Richard at the uh, beginning of the book makes a distinction between like um there are tourists and they're travellers. Tourists stay in a spot and they like do the whole sightseeing thing, but travellers travel. And that immediately sort of like sets them out as a sort of this sort of elitist hipster yeah. wanker. Mm. In Anyone way. who's ever said that with no irony is a wanker. Mm. Basically. <laughs> I think oh, this book is a satire on the yeah elite hipster generation X, or as I like to call them, generation minus B plus or minus the square root of B squared minus four AC over two A. Ah, you're getting so much mileage out of this computer tool. Oh, I, 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 <laughs> I <laughs> I reckon the drug dealers never went on the beach though, that's the thing. They've got an actual job to do. They mm. have shit to do. The yes. point is that the people on the beach are wankers because they have nothing to do. You're they don't have anything they're passionate about, they don't have any industrious qualities, they don't have anything that they're striving for. Um, whereas the drug dealers are sponges. sponges. Whereas the drug dealers as awful as they are that they're doing a thing so Absolutely. essentially of course they don't want the beach why should my tax beach. money come to support them These... i don't think it does okay well, <laughs> fair fair enough. Enough. the other thing that i noticed about the drug dealers is kind of side to the drug dealers is i reckon alex garland does not know how drugs work because <laughs> no. there's a bit where the drug dealers kill a load they kill the americans and they put them on the beach yes. and everyone has taken so much cannabis that they hallucinate and think they're zombies or something and tear the corpses apart yes. which I've, I've not smoked a huge amount but I've never thought some corpses, well I've never seen corpses were high. Yeah, yeah. That's the yeah. first point. But I can't <laughs> imagine the, 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 the high that a cannabis has given me would ever make me do that. There was you someone just... who had super skunk yeah. last month and he chopped his own cock off in America. Okay. Yeah, but yeah. this is clearly not super Also, I have to say, Dan, we, we've all got the munchies, right? <laughs> That's basically <laughs> like a really extreme form of the munchies. They saw the corpses and they're like, got to have a bit of that. They just tore them to pieces. Yeah. Like having a bit of a, bit of a, Harmless snack when you come to think of it, really. Yeah, what's, so is what's that the argument against legalizing cannabis then? No, as lead to cannibalism. That's that, that is not Just an argument against. Sound at the beginning of the word doesn't mean that is not an argument against. Look, <laughs> I, you will not come across a more pro-cannabis advocate than me. I think I will. I think I have to. <laughs> Why? Have I, you ever met a pro cannabis advocate? That's all I think they I live about. above one. I get high walking past this flat. Like, it's fine. No, They're I'm, around. Okay, maybe there are more pro cannabis advocates than myself. But <laughs> I will say, I'll put it out there right now, faking lit, is a pro cannabis podcast. Yeah. Which they my did own... not tell anyone when they invited them on. <laughs> Absolutely. I My only regret is that we did not do a 420 special episode. But there's always next year, guys. There's always, there's next, always year. next year. Um, yeah, Tom, sorry. So, yeah, I mean, I mean <clears throat> two big things here with uh, regards to the beach and in more general overpopulation, yes. people ruin, having people there. We all find it too many people are, it's, it's heartbreaking. Oh, it's absolutely. Too, it's absolutely. just too many 
too many people, overpopulation, but they need the resources. Like I said, they need security, people to watch and mine the beach. They need resources in terms of rice, going back to survival. pragmatism, social pragmatism. But the point is, we want, we need population control. We need population control. We don't want people coming along and ruining our paradise, but not yet. Yeah. We yeah, need yeah, yeah, we need yeah. automation. We need robots. Yeah. yeah. We need better robots so that we don't need people to go to work and um, bring us food or we need security. Yeah. We need better robots. And also, we don't want until we kill them all off. This is the secret message of the book The Beach. The one thing you don't want in your perfect Edenic like society: immigrants. You don't want immigrants. It is an anti-immigration book. Exactly. It? It's a complete, completely like the I only mean, way you can actually get on the island is by actually fulfilling, like saying, like, "Oh yeah, he's all right. He's all right. He's one of the good ones. He's one of the good ones. Even if he is South African, you can come on board. It's fine. So you have to vet them. Point system. Yeah, exactly. It's it's it's, it's a completely anti-immigration I mean, sort of like book, isn't it? Wait, everybody on the island is comes from very different corners of the world that's, that's true. the point that's isn't true. it so yeah, the point is it's a whole bunch of different it, people yeah. coming sure of course yeah. but the test is oh do you love the beach enough to jump off a cliff it's not <laughs> what <laughs> nationality are you maybe like that, nobody before they jump off the cliff on, into the water and find the beach nobody maybe. asks them okay. where they're coming that's from. what I we should do that's, that's what we should that's the new test to get into britain Jump off a cliff. But look at the cliffs of Dover. Jump off the white I cliffs really of Dover, don't and think if it you was about nationality, dude. <laughs> if you're able don't. to jump off the white cliffs of Dover, you should get in. That's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. If you think they're a good foreigner, if they flow, if you look, they're at, a bad foreigner. Yeah, they were probably South African. Yeah, okay. But look at the the um. The beaches, of course, they're made up by different nationalities and different people. But if you look at England, the United Kingdom, it's been made up by. England's a nation of immigrants. It's made up by many different nationalities yes. of people, and people like Enoch Powell claim that we can't have more new different people. Mm -hmm. This is uh, the beach I've heard is Enoch Powell's favourite book because it does prophesize that uh, once the initial core of people is set up, more people coming in will lead to the rivers of blood, which is exactly what happens. That's exactly the, what the, happens. The core for the the book failing and the core for their beach failing is immigration. That's this exactly. Is an yeah, no, that's absolutely that no, 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 no. That's I, I, I also agree that overpopulation is a big problem. I think the solution that is that if you are in the set of people who work in advertising, you should kill yourself. And if you are in the set of people who don't work in advertising, you should also kill yourself. Who programmed you, Bill Hicks? Yeah. <laughs> it's like um, Dill Spinks uh, <laughs> programmed me. So Stuart Lee reference. Dill Spinks. <laughs> right, guys. Look, this has been a really good like discussion today i've been very happy with the way this gone We've, i feel really really like just vivisected the uh, the book uh and seen what makes it tick uh the book has unfortunately died but like we've figured out what made it live in the first place but i want to go around now and think ask you all individually was this a good book would you recommend this book to people no i mean as, as i just said i think it's an anti-immigration book i'm a card-carrying lefty um, I got given a card by the man You of the think street. this is an unfortunate, in the light of things like Trump and Brexit, this book mm. has taken an unfortunate connotation. Well, yeah, it's 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 Trump's favorite book. It's uh, it's a lot of people's Marie, favorite Marie book. Marie yeah, Penn's favorite book. It's, it's Enoch Powell's favorite Enoch book. Enoch Powell's favorite book. It's it's it hates it hates all of the immigrants. It hates them. This book. I mean, if you if you look at the first letter of each page of the book, it spells out "Don't leave." 
So Which book, is really interesting in 90, what was it, 96? <laughs> It's very, very good, Alex. Very also, this book, that also says that this book is nine pages long. <laughs> yeah, it's a very short book. Okay, all right, fair <laughs> enough, fair enough, fair enough. Um, uh, anybody, uh, Sasha, what do you think? Um, would you recommend this book? Um, I think it's that's the thing. All of the characters are so ridiculously unlikable to me that if you want to get like quite angry, then read it. Yeah, right. Like if you want to get angry and then throw the book down and then pick it back up and like throw it back down again. That's how we live sure, our lives, right? That's. I mean, if if that's all you're doing, I don't know. If, that's I how know. the internet works. I, I I hear you just get angry and shit. You, you know? just get really angry. So I know that a lot of people really enjoy getting angry. Yes, so if yeah. you enjoy getting angry, give it a read. It's. That what's surprising is that it is fairly relevant today, which you know is it's quite rare. Were you expecting it to was, be so relevant? Well, it, it was very zeitgeisty in '96. Mm, mm. So given that it's 20 years later, mm. quite interesting, irritating, basically irritating. If those, you enjoy being irritated, like sniff yeah. some pepper and read the book. Like, I mean, th <clears throat> those people that would have been I'm um, reading the book and who were depicted in the book itself, they probably like like holding offices like like oh they're, they're probably like controlling would, the yeah, world do you know days. who should read the book people who read the book when it first came out and enjoyed it but they should read it now that would be yeah. that would be the target market if so, they could somehow relaunch it or like have the beach too but just republish the beach in the same cover that's like basic. that do that that's me harvest you, nostalgia. you're talking about me you're talking about me right there like, that's, that's harvest me. nostalgia and just sell it yeah. back that's fair, fair. I, I, to I people do. who were young and optimistic in the mid nineties. That's a good marketing idea, isn't it? Yeah. Just sell back the things that people liked in the nineties. That is literally every Marvel that's movie. Everything. That's a, no, no, every I, movie. no. I don't Pokemon. mean make a new film. Oh, okay, yeah. Pokemon Go again. That's well. Was it? What's that saying? Nostalgia ain't what it used to be. Uh, I think it is what it used to okay, be. Okay, right. <laughs> no take up for that. Okay, Tom. What do you think of this book? Um, just risible. Risible, uh, okay, yeah, okay. it's anti immigration and reminds you of the existence of traveling hipster type. It's just, it's just a intellectual fart, bad mood of a book. Oof, okay, this is this is a harsh review, a harsh review indeed. Uh, not entirely unfair though, I think. Um, like yeah. as you said, you're building upon points and criticisms that Dan and, and Sasha have made before. I mean. You're right. Uh, the intellectual fart, though, but it is written well, despite the fact that ideologically it's very questionable. Well, intellectual fart doesn't mean stupid. Mm, okay. It just means unwelcome. Okay. All right. All right. It's, I'd rather you didn't do that, but yeah. I guess you're right. I acknowledge you're being clever, but would you stop? Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. But you're allowed to do an intellectual fart outside. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it works well in amphitheaters. Yeah. And on a beach. On a beach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. in a beach, just not in a crowd. Would you categorise this as a, uh, a, a, a proper tr a trumpet or a silent but deadly? Warm and damp. Oh, okay. Oh, Jesus okay. Christ. Okay, all right. Just be glad he didn't follow through, I guess. Uh, Mr. Stevenson, what was your, uh, what was uh, your like, takeaway? I believe that the characters of, insert book name here, are two-dimensional and formulaic. I doubt any of them would pass a Turing test. Okay, all right. We've heard it from the machines. Like, um, that's very incisive. And if there's concise. a robot uh, butcher, does he have to pass a Turing test? Hey. 
Well, that gets an A. That gets an A, and the whole nostalgia ain't what it used to be. Didn't someone else has wrote that, that, that one before. He actually came up with that. Look, I was good, impressed. A good bit's a good bit. It, it deserves a vowel, at least. Come on, some sort of noise. Uh, I also think that the book is a metaphor for life, because life is a beach, both figuratively and literally. And then you die. That's why we get high off the cannabis stolen from the cannabis farms. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, exactly. Life's a beach and then you die. And that's w why we get high, because you never know when you're going to go. Naz. Yeah, to, to become part of the, the Nazi party, they had to pass the Goering test. <laughs> I really, <laughs> really crafted the setup on that one. That was good, that was good. That was good. No, um, I'll delete it, please. We, no, no, no we're going to keep that on because I, that's like, I feel that Faithful has been working its way to that joke. We can now <laughs> stop doing more episodes because of that. We've achieved perfection. Guys, but speaking of perfection, this book was not perfect. It wasn't. How would we have improved this book? Um, we're going to talk about that now. Alex Garland, you are on notice as we go into the section of the show that I like to call notes. Notes, notes, notes. No, 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 notes, 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 Notes. Notes, everyone. Okay, let's go around the table. How would we have improved this book? Sasha, you're first up. I would have added... I would have had more interactions with the drug dealers. Because okay. I think that would have been interesting if they started bartering. And mm. also if we saw the other side. Because essentially we only see them. There are these... Out That's the thing. that They are also like the only sort of like true kind of like others or foreigners yeah, and exactly. everybody else speaks English and they're kind of like uh, united in this thing and, yeah. but the drug dealers are always viewed as sort of outsiders mm. and this sort of vague threat they're not humanized but they're really the close they're yeah. really close by that's the point and they clearly yeah. have a community and an infrastructure and I feel like like bringing them in would have been great what you're describing is like the wire in the yeah maybe there could be some all lost when they start interacting with the others okay. which is what I was thinking fair of. enough fair and enough. then you find out that the others have like bunkers and shit fair enough um yeah I would have I would have done that and I would have had like at least like a 20% Increase in likable characters. Okay. Just a couple here and there. Twenty percent of so zero can... is still zero. Who would no, you, Daffy? Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's pretty likable. Well, the three cool. Swedes were fairly likable before they got eaten by the shark. That was pretty cool. Mm, yeah. No, the they didn't Swedes really were speak okay, English. They, they didn't, didn't get English. any words. That's no, the point. They didn't get a chance to talk. Jed was pretty cool. Jed was pretty cool. Yeah, but he's called Jed. <laughs> yeah, we we can't we can't abide by anybody. That's called very Jez. true. That's very true. Actually, there's a guy called Jed so, Marshall who runs a he ran the tits truck in Edinburgh, and he's very nice. So you, there you go. I guess you're you're being confronted with your prejudices, like uh, my prejudices against South Africa. That was my prejudices. Yeah, as well. It's also my Jeds. <laughs> No, I like Jeds. Jeds and South Africa. Speaking of Edinburgh, has anyone got a Wee Man update? Oh god, that was like really unorganic, but like <laughs> I will accept that. Do we have a Wee Man? Because like, part yeah. of the Wee Man is Edinburgh. Yeah. <laughs> what, is, what is this Wee Man? I'm sure I've heard this mentioned before on the podcast. What is this? The Wee Man update. We are currently running a sort of like um, we're trying to find out um what's happened to Wee Man from Jackass and whether um. he is the same person that used to run the rap battles in Edinburgh. Um. You know what? Like, like we again. Nobody's written Guys, in. Guys, I know that we're not allowed to uh, Google, which I think is great. I we think are, no, Google we... has been the death 
of like discussions in pubs for years. We're not, and allowed, it's... To Google, we're not allowed to Google this one issue. We're, we're, yeah. not, we're not allowed. We just don't want to. We... What if we just like search on Twitter? Well, oh, no. Uh, no, is that cheating? No, I don't know. I don't know. It, it does Because mean... I feel like it opens up a channel of communication well, and we're only allowed to with his first tweet well, didn't Steve-O start doing stand-up sure we can go to one if he ever does a gig over here like uh, shout out for a wee man update I, yeah. I, I mean like Steve-O pretty cool guy but I'd much rather get the answers from the source What's and from the source I mean Chris Pontius I don't think it's this it's all about Chris Pontius um, I want Chris Pontius if you do listen to the show Reach out to us, fakinglitpodcast at gmail.com. Write to us. I'd really love to hang out with you and just get the skinny on Wee Man. Um, but if anybody has Wee Man tips, if you have a Wee Man update, you know, you know the email, write to us. We still have to read out the email because I might not know it. Okay, fakinglitpodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Um, Guys, I, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of disappointed in the lack of response we've had. Like, people don't man. take this. In, like, like, they think it's a joke. They think it's a joke. We want to know what's happened. We want to know. We want to know what's happened to Wee Man. We're worried. <laughs> As I said, I didn't like this book very much at all. Um, I didn't like it very much. I think my big change is I just think the beach is not a sustainable place for people to live. Uh, I think if it was set somewhere else, like perhaps. What I don't like about the beach when you go to the beach, the, there was a beach I used to go to in Dorset. The sand. Sand uh, gets everywhere. Don't like it. Don't like um, sand. I hate sand. Yeah, I hate course. sand. Of course, it's not good. It's um, but I, I used to go to a beach in Dorset called Studland, which was a lovely beach. But the toilets there, there were those compost toilets who were just pooing into a giant hole, and I didn't like that. And I think that's probably what would have happened in this book, the beach. They wouldn't have had proper plumbing. Plumbing? You think plumbing is the answer to fixing the book, the yeah. beach? Just put it in a bottle. Really? Just put it in a bottle. I think if they had maybe plumbed better, then that would have been, it would have been a better book. Why did we just worked. shit in the sea? Right. That's I what we worked. used to do. We shat in the sea. What do you mean we used to do? <laughs> I worked on a mile island. Okay, I used to shit in the sea. Not we. I was using the royal we. Okay. I once worked on a mile long island in the the Channel Islands. Right, mile long island in the Channel Islands, smallest island in the Channel Islands called Herm, and it is. It was very like secluded, and it was actually a bit of a hospice for cows because the people who owned the island were like dairy cows from from Jersey we'll bring them over and we'll just let them die here horribly because they're supposed to be eaten um and um they had this whole thing of like because obviously people you know poo and things <laughs> everybody poops. obviously everybody obviously is. yeah but no they needed they they um they needed to pump it into the sea from for the sure, island for sure. and because the island had quite a, like a short surface not surface area, what am I thinking of? Circumference. Circumference. Because obviously it's quite small, it's like mm-hmm. a mile long. Mm-hmm. But all of us did always wonder, like, how safe are the children in the water? From the poo. From the poo. Not Just get a rowing boat. Just go out. Just row out for ten minutes. Row out, dangle your child over the side of the boat, let it poo. No, just take a few Pop carrier bags out. out. Just save it up for a few weeks. You realise when it washes it. back up. Right? Does it have to no, be a red? Does it have to down? Also, does it have to be carrier bags? Yeah. You know, yeah. Tom, Tom, we have invented buckets. <laughs> I don't know why it has to be carrier bags. Like literally carrier bags of water. Like they, they don't have buckets in the north. <laughs> Just carrier bags. You do save money. Like if you went to the Sainsbury's and brought your, brought a bucket, yeah, you have to like pay money. Yeah. money save five p. Save five p. Credit crunch. All right. Okay. So you've got like so. Uh, okay. That was your uh, improvement. Was like plumbing. This yeah. book. 
this this book needed plumbing. Yes. Uh, and Sasha says that we shouldn't hear more from the drug farmers. Well, Tom. I said we needed more of an outside source. Okay, I'm not, right. I'm not keen on Plumbing and outside sources at who are the cannabis farmers, let's face sure, it. Sure, sure. Tom, how would you improve this book? Uh, just, just have a lot of scummy white trash farmers come along and ruin the beach. Of course, of course, get a bit of that sort of the, the, the white trash nouveau riche yeah. moving Because, well, out. years later, it, it, the, the people who, um, the original characters, when they talk about the beach, it will get massively exaggerated just how amazing this beach was mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and between them with all the, you know the, the amazing uh, descriptions and the love for the idea of the beach uh, between them they might have wrote a decent fucking book themselves <laughs> that's, yeah, that's absolutely true it's absolutely true um, I, I, I can't help but feel that the people that populate this book would never be able to talk about anything else for the rest of their lives and be really boring at every party they would did I ever tell you about the time where I was on the Edenic beach paradise I uh, lived there for a few months exactly uh, a good holiday is always a terrible story fucking right? terrible if someone's had a shit holiday especially one that's very expensive and it's been an absolute nightmare yeah. that's always a great story to yeah. hear about everybody wants to hear you want to hear shit gig stories yes from yes. comedians everybody loves hearing it and they want to hear shit I just want to yeah I just want to hear people fail and and the thing is about the beach thing they did fail but like there's too much awesomeness that happens in between them fail I want them to fail instantly uh, that's the thing and you're right you're right it's 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 the idea like but I they're the kind of characters they would have lied even if it had been shit they would have lied about it they'd have said all the your bad stuff were character building experiences yeah. and it, I really grew as a person <laughs> but that's that. basically what the book is <laughs> that's it that's, really that's, it. that's yeah. what the book is what's the exactly. final line I carry a lot of scars I like the way that sounds I carry a lot of scars. What a wanky line yeah. to end on. Yeah, yeah, what, what a, a wanker. What a twang, exactly, yeah. And he doesn't carry the scars, he wears them. He doesn't <laughs> yeah, carry he scars. Has them. Yeah. If he doesn't carry scars. Actually, or I'm... wear them, they have them, they just have them. Yeah, that's true. Actually, yeah, I might carrying implies some sort of holding. <laughs> I might have misquoted. Uh, what was the quote? The quote was. No, I carry a lot of scars. <laughs> Nonsense. Because he carry a lot of scar dolls. Um, that's a joke from the internet, please delete that. <laughs> <laughs> I carry a lot of scars, by which I mean the uh, character from the Lion yes, King. Yeah, 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 that's right. It's a yeah, very yeah. good. Someone's got a little. <laughs> I'm on it. I'm on it. That's a great prop joke, <laughs> isn't it? I carry a lot of scars. <laughs> <and> just... <laughs> Maybe someone already done it. Yeah. <laughs> I carry a lot of scars. <laughs> Mr. Stevenson, how would you have improved this book? Um, I believe this book was very robophobic. I would have. There are no robots in it. There's the Game Boy with a. <laughs> Quite attractive slot, but um, I would have. I only give this book a C plus <laughs> plus. I would oh. have improved it by setting it in Java rather than Thailand, oh. and um, instead of having a bunch of Generation X wasters, I would have called them MS Dossers. Oh. <laughs> I would have also diversified the ecosystem by putting a Python in there. Okay, that's 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 all valid. I think that would have also improved my reading experience. A lot of a lot of work went into that. Didn't it? I was I like programmed it. by Tim Vine. <laughs> you were programmed by Bill Hicks earlier. <laughs> Are you like a Tim Vine, Bill like, Hicks? Like, Are they the same person? I only do cutting edge 
puns. <laughs> did, but did Bill Hicks just not kill himself and he just turned into Tim Pine? I thought it was Alex Jones, but he didn't yeah. kill himself, did he? Tim Bill Hicks killed himself. No, he didn't kill himself. Died yeah. Oh, he died. He died of Oh, that's what they want you to think. <laughs> this is why he turned to Alex Jones. Yeah, <laughs> guys, thank you very much for joining me uh, today for this episode of the Beach. I very much enjoyed this conversation. Uh, one last thing, I just want to ask: go around the table. Does anybody have anything they'd like to plug? Bear in mind, this episode is uh, coming out on this Monday. I'm on the Happiness Principle on Tuesday. Should awesome. be good fun. Chris Coltrane there from the Lawnatics podcast. Ah, oh, Chris Coltrane, friend uh, of the show. Yeah, so we love please Chris. come check that out. Look, I know that it comes across as sounding slightly sarcastic, but I genuinely do like Chris Coltrane. I think he's great. I'm looking forward to it. We him. all love Chris Coltrane. I don't know why. I, some people said like that sounds a bit sarcastic. No, we do love that. He's a lovely guy. We love that man. Good, good comedian. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm doing next week. Um, anybody else? I run a comedy night on Sundays called Sunday Shtick. Yes, it's pretty good. Um, it's all right, yeah. Where's it held? It, it? Where's it? Uh, Kentish Town, Rose and Crown. Who have we got on tomorrow? Oh, tomorrow will be useless. It's that. Yeah, maybe the week after. Oh, the week know. after, someone good. Um, <laughs> couldn't tell you off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, that's that's on a lot. Honestly, every Sunday. Rose and Crown, um, nearest Cube, Kentish Town. Wonderful night, Sunday Shtick. Possibly the best way to spend your Sunday evening. I highly recommend it. I, honestly, come on down. I think I'm at Raconteurs this Wednesday. This Wednesday, okay, yeah, okay. I'm uh, a good master in that way. Um, I don't think. I, um, Mr. Stevenson, do you have anything you'd like um, to plug? My, I have a human friend called Aaron X, and he is doing a books show off show on Tuesday, the 27th of June. Oh, very nice. Book show off. What is book show off? A comedy set about books. What book do you think Haran is going to do? Infinite Jest. <laughs> Perhaps. Yeah, we have. Apparently, there was a was a a robot that played uh, the lead one of the lead characters in Willow, uh, Val. Um, <laughs> that's yeah, that's true, Val. Oh, that's um, a call back to it very early. <laughs> <laughs> that's good the memory. Good I like that pun stuff. A nice. Uh, <laughs> Um, I am going to be at uh, Angel Comedy on Thursday the 22nd of June, come on down, oh, it's a good gig, it's a good night, very happy to get it, I'm looking forward to it, hopefully, uh, and if you shout out the podcast catchphrase, hey, maybe I will acknowledge it on stage, but probably not because that's not what I do on stage. Um, for that, those who don't know, the catchphrase is half your age plus seven, as if you didn't know. Um, well, everybody, thank you very much for joining us today. This has been most enjoyable. Uh, and next week, we'll be continuing our uh, summer reading list with The Life of Pi. So join us for that. It will be a lot of fun. Thank you very much. And everybody, bye! bye. bye.